I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode. I'm so pleased to have in the studio with us today, uh, Godspeed with Daniel. Now, that is some introduction, Daniel. What is Godspeed with Daniel? Godspeed is Godspeed. We can operate in human speed or we can operate in Godspeed. So today we're going to talk about how we can operate in Godspeed. Awesome. Let's deep dive straight in. How can you operate um, at Godspeed? You live an inspired life with steps given to you directly from God. And uh, this is this is something that is a concept that a, a lot of people have a hard time, you know, believing in. And, and here's the thing. When someone starts to take the steps in, in actually walking with God on a daily basis and actually asking God, for inspiration and, and coaching on their business and their body and their relationships, they actually start getting that revelation, those coaching, you know, pieces from God and their lives will never be the same. Like everyone's looking for answers. So why not? Let's just let's contact the creator, the one that made everything and ask him what we're supposed to do. Walking with God, I've kind of got pictured this uh, vision of, in this case, myself and an old man with a white beard and a and a walking stick, how fast can we go? And is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's just who you are today. So I walk with God every single day. This is what I look like. I don't have a walking stick. But if you're a man that is with a walking stick, you can start walking with God just like that. Um, it's it's completely where you are in, and, and, and your ability to just make the commitment to just giving it a shot. Once you give it a shot, you won't believe what happens. So I'm I'm completely open to new ideas, suggestions, and whatnot. And there might be, there might be some people in the audience that are probably thinking at this stage we are followers of Christ and uh, looking to redeem ourselves and you know, really coming from a religious sect. Has this got anything to do with religion? It doesn't. So if you're religious, that's that's great. If you're not religious, that's great. This this has no rules. This is just an opportunity for you to walk directly with the creator, uh, walk directly with God and actually ask for revelation, ask for coaching, and you can get those pieces directly. There's no rules. So I'd like to kind of tell my story, if that's okay, on how this kind of came about, because it's it's quite... It's quite a, a 180, if you can imagine, especially if, if if you give me a chance to kind of tell you how this came about. I would love for you to share with the audience. Okay, great. So I've always been like a businessman. I've always been successful. Um, when I was 13 years old, it started then. I literally was mowing the lawn at my, at my house in Ohio and my dad would pay me. And I noticed like, I like cutting the grass. It doesn't bother me at all. I get to ride this riding lawnmower and I'm making money. So I'm going to go cut some neighbor's lawns. 
Well, the neighbor's lawns were like paying me. I was cutting them and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to expand. So I literally would expand the neighborhood, expand my territory. Um, I built a business, Dan, the man's lawn service, 13 years old, got paid cash. The IRS is probably still looking for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I made enough money to buy my first car when I was 16. And it was exciting. And my dad was like, son, how much money do you have? And I'm like, well, I think this car is going to be like 3000 bucks. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pay for it. And he's like, you have $3,000. I was like, yeah, dad, you need a loan. And he's <laughs> like, really? I'm like, yeah, you need, I heard that I can give you money and then you pay me extra back like interest. So you give me 20% interest. He was 20%. Like it was literally a conversation that was very funny. I'm 13, 14 at that time. I think when I had that much money, but, uh, as I was growing and building business, I was in the real estate business. And I realized that as I built, you know, a mortgage company, I, I had massive success. I was 16. Um, I, it was, it was 2016. It was 2006 and seven. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on my own mortgage company. A bunch of stuff was going on. And all of a sudden it was literally March of 2008. The, the, boss I got turned off. I was in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time, and I was running and, and doing a lot of mortgages. And then the market shifted completely, flipped upside down. You probably remember hearing something about that, right, Gavin? I sure do. Yeah. I know it affected you guys too. So went from making all this money to nothing overnight. And I remember it was painful. Like I was sitting in this huge house and I'm like, I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. Like, I can't pay for all this stuff. I literally filed bankruptcy. Um, the house went into foreclosure. Um, she left. She took the kids. All of my cars got repoed. I had no more money in the bank. I had no cars, no money. I was at a rental. I was literally alone in this rental and then got evicted out of the rental because I couldn't pay the rent. I just wasn't making any more money. And I remember having to call my dad. And, and I, I said, Dad, I... I need a place to stay. He said, son, I thought you were rich. And I was like, I was last month. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it was, dad, you know, the real estate business has changed. And, and I want to stop right here and just, just tell everybody, like, this is not a victim story. Like, it wasn't like, oh, boo-hoo me. Like, I lost everything. No, I, I did. And I could have made a decision back then to figure it out. I could have made a decision to figure out how to make more money or sell a bunch of stuff or, or just hang on. But I, I didn't make that decision. I, I just turned to drinking. So I'm drinking like profusely, like from morning until night, just drinking. And, and I didn't draw a sober breath for years. Um, I'm at my dad's house for two years living on his couch. That was the only place I could stay. My dad's spare bedroom was his office so he could make a living. So I'm there, I'm drinking. That's all I'm doing. Like I, I could barely scrounge nickels together. But every single dollar that I could I could get, I, I would buy more alcohol. My dad had a liquor cabinet. I mean, it was bad. So I'm drinking and my routine was I wake up in the morning, I, I pour a cocktail. I don't get a bottle of water, Gavin, like normal people do, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna mix a drink. And um, and the reason I was doing this was because I didn't want to feel the pain. Like I went from millionaire to broke back at my dad's couch, 28 years old. Like it was not good. No kids in my life, nothing. So one morning I wake up, I had about six hours of sleep in me. Um, I didn't have any alcohol. I didn't consume the alcohol yet because I just woke up. 
I wouldn't call myself sober, but I'd call myself six hours from not drinking, which is kind of a difference. So there's like still a fog, like a haze about me. I open up, I walk uh, by the kitchen and I'm about to go into the, uh, into the liquor cabinet in the, in the, in the room there by the kitchen. And I passed it and I walked out in the backyard and I had this conversation with God. It was the most frightening and exciting thing I've ever had in the same, in the same breath. Like I'm walking in the backyard and I hear this voice, son, you're done drinking. Stop drinking. Don't drink ever again. And I'm like, okay, who was that? I'm looking around. I'm like, dad, it's not my dad. It's not my dad's voice. That's all I thought it was, you know, and I'm looking around and this voice just kept speaking to me. And that's all he kept saying was you're done. Don't drink again. And then I realized it was God. Like I realized it was like, it was, it was not from me. It was from something bigger than me. I always believed in God, but I, and I would go to church from time to time, but I wasn't like religious. I wasn't, you know, a hardcore Christian or Catholic or any of that. Like I just, I just knew of God. Right. So I hear this and I'm like, God, how am I going to stop? He's like, you're done. Don't drink again. Like that's like, he wouldn't give me anything but that. And I'm like, and it, there's a conversation going back and forth too, by the way. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, God, you know, I've been trying to stop. See, Gavin, I was trying to stop drinking for years. Even, even prior to those two years of me, you know, being on my dad's couch, when I was making all the money that I was making, I would, I would party to celebrate, you know, oh, I closed all these deals. Like, let's drink. Or I didn't close this deal. Let's drink. Or two years on my dad's couch. Like I'm miserable. I don't want to feel anything. Let's drink. And it wasn't let's drink. Let's let me drink. You know, it wasn't even with anybody. So I'm like, God, you know, I've been trying to stop for years. And he's like, done, you're done. Stop right now. You're done. Like there was no wavering with this voice. And it was like this booming, authoritative, with bass, but but at the same time, it was like calming. And certainty came in this voice. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to listen. So I listened. And as a result, a lot of things happened in my life. It, it, it's It's been pretty remarkable since then. So, so here's what happened. Go ahead. So just before you, you you carry on sharing your story, if you could just kind of give us an idea of the emotion that was pouring through you at the time. Like you've just gone from alcoholism to sobriety from the voice of God. You know, there's not many people yeah. that get a direct instruction or link to God. What's going through your body in terms of energy at this time? Yeah. So my body was not healthy. If you remember like two years of just drinking and then like barely eating, um, not exercising or working out. Like it was, it was bad. So physically I, I was a wreck emotionally. I was a wreck, but then there was like this spiritual part of me that was, that was calming with this certainty. So I remember like specifically walking back into the house, sitting on the same couch that I slept in, you know, that, that night, moving the covers away, moving the pills away and just sitting there. And then just, just feeling like the fog lift. And literally for two or three days, that's all I did. My dad was looking at me up and down, like what's going on? Like he's waiting for me to get a drink. 
my dad tried to stop me, but he couldn't. Like he wasn't going to like arm wrestle me, you know, like, like I, that's how bad it was. So he's watching me and I, I'm like going through this to where two or three days, like the fog was like lifting. And I knew though, that I wasn't going to drink again because it was like one of those, have you ever made a commitment, Gavin, regardless of like what happens after you make that decision? Like that decision was made and it's not going to change. Like, have you ever done that? You know what I'm many, talking about? Many times. Yeah. Yeah. That was a decision. Like I made that decision regardless because of this voice. Like that's really what was going on. Like I heard this. I don't, I've never had a voice like this enter my mind like this. And I've never felt like this, but I'm going to listen. I don't care how I'm going to listen. And I did. And it wasn't even hard. Like he literally like took the obsession to, to drink alcohol away from me. It hasn't returned. So that was July 7th, 2010. So that's been quite a few years since I've, I've had a drink. I, I was, I was using drugs at the time too. I, no drugs. I don't want any drugs. I don't want any alcohol. So it was, that was like, so this was like some evidence that I started stacking, like on my belief with this voice that would enter into my mind. Like I couldn't stop. And then the second that the voice told me to, I actually don't even want it like at all, which is very, very odd. Uh, Cause I couldn't stop before. Like I have evidence that I couldn't stop. I heard this voice. Now I don't even want it. And, and I'm not cocky about it. You know, like I'm, I'm close to God. Like he's made that happen for me. Like when I'm in situations where people are drinking, it's okay. Like, I'm not like, Oh my God, you're drinking. Like, like, like the plague, like, no, you go ahead, enjoy yourself. And if, if you abuse the alcohol, go ahead, abuse the alcohol. Like that's your thing. That's not mine, you know, and, and it's completely okay. So then like five days goes by and I'm like, all right, I got to get my shit together. Like <laughs> I got to like make some money, man. Like I'm in my dad's house. Um, uh, you know, I think what, 30 years old or close to 30 years old at this time. And I'm like sitting on his couch and like, that's all I got. I got no car in the driveway. I got nothing. I'm like, I got to make some money, man. I got to like see my kids. Like I got to like show up like, and remember that entrepreneurial spirit that I told you guys about at the beginning, like I was 13 making money. Like I know I can make money. So I'm like, all right. So I found a network marketing business. Now back in 2010, um, it was easy in the United States to have a network marketing company contact you and say, Hey, be a part of our team. You find two people and we'll teach you how to find two people. And you know, you do the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in, sign me up. Like that was the only thing I could find. Right. So I did well. Um, you know, I was one of the top executives inside of two years in this company, but it was horrible. It was horrible because the money was not mortgage money. It wasn't money that I was used to making. Like I couldn't make hundreds of thousands of dollars in the company that I was in. There was a couple of people that were making that. But but I could just see it. I could see the writing on the wall. Like I kept doing, I kept hitting those marks, but I was not going to make $100,000 or $200,000 in one month in this company. So I said, I got to get back in the mortgage business. So I did. And here was the difference between the first time I built the mortgage business until the second time was number one, I was sober. Number two, I was connected to God. And I was I was doing things completely different. Like I wasn't walking with God every day. I wasn't doing any of that, but I would get like hints. Like I would get, I would get an inspiration and an idea. And it's like, wait a minute. Oh, that wasn't me. What is that? 
And then I would like get more, like it would almost be like a download, but like pictures or like inspiration. It wouldn't always be like a voice. It's like, stop drinking. So I started taking on that stuff and I built a successful uh, mortgage business again, uh, one that was, you know, five, 10 times bigger than the one before to a point to where the, the owner of the mortgage company I was working with at the time, he said, you're an owner now, like here's your stake in the company. I don't want you going anywhere because of your revenue. We've actually been able to open up two more warehouse lines and I don't want you to go anywhere. I'm very, very happy that you're here. You can have your own building. You can build your own team. You can do whatever you want. Um, Cause I mean, he knew I had like a lot of money. So it was, I literally was able to call the shots without building the company from scratch. Like I did before. Cause he, he like knew me. He like was smart. You know, he's like, do this. And, and I did. And I got my own building, got my own lease, got my own, I had five full-time employees. Um, and then I had the whole corporate side handling the, the part-time work um, for us as well. Like it was, it was incredible. And then here's where everything changed. And here's where the voice of God entered back into my mind and, and things really changed. I was, it was like 5.30 in the morning. I'm in my office. It's the sixth day, or seventh day of the month. I'm on my computer. There's no one in the office yet. And I'm looking at my bank accounts. And I noticed there was $131,000 deposited into my bank account. And this was as of yesterday, the sixth. And I'm like, okay, well, where did that come from? So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's the commissions. So that was the commissions that represented six days worth of commissions, 131,000. I'm like, sweet. That was like, a week's worth of work. And I'm looking at the pipeline, Gavin, I'm like, it's going to be half a million this month. Like, this is going to be a great month. This is where it changed. I started feeling myself, selling myself to feeling good. It was really weird. Like there was something missing. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. I've been sober for years. I've got the kids back in my life. I've got plenty of money. I don't owe anybody any money. Like, everybody's happy. My family's healthy. Like there's nothing wrong with me. Why in the world do I feel like this? And I started praying. I, I literally looked up into the ceiling tiles in my office and I said, God, why do I feel like this? His voice entered. It entered just like it did that day when uh, he told me to stop drinking. And it was probably one of the most important conversations I've ever had in my life with, with anyone was, was this day. So here's what happened. I'm, uh, I asked this question, God, why do I feel like this? I have all the money that, that, that I need. I've, I've got health. I've got my kids back. Um, I mean, I have everything. Why do I feel like this? He's like, you're done doing mortgages. <laughs> what? What do you mean? God, uh, don't you know I'm kind of good at this thing? I'm sure you can see my bank account. He's like, you're done doing mortgages. Get out of the business. I'm like, um, I don't really understand. He's like, you're done. Don't close mortgages ever again. It's almost like the don't drink ever again. And it's the same voice. So now I'm standing up and I'm walking, like pacing. I, I have my office and then I've got like a big bullpen area where all the cubicles are. No one's there yet, right? It's early. So I'm walking back and forth in the cubicle area, in the bullpen. And I'm like, God, how in the world am I going to get out of this? I have a lease. I've got employees that are counting on me. I've got all these bills. I don't owe anybody any money, but at the same time, like there's things that are leveraged. When you make that kind of money, like you don't pay cash for everything. You just leverage. So you can just keep making more. So 
I'm leveraged. And I'm like, God, do you know what's going on? And he's like, you're done. Don't close a mortgage again. So I'm like trying to negotiate with God a little bit, which, which didn't work out. <laughs> like, um, okay, well, can we like build something on the side? And then when that like takes over, he's like, nope, you're done. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? He's like, you are built for way more than just being a mortgage guy, helping one family at a time. You're built for way more than this. And I'm like, okay, well, how does this work? He goes, you're done. Don't close any mortgages again. That's like all he will give me, Gavin. Then my office kind of walks in. My, my employees, they start walking in because now it's about time for them to get started. And uh, the conversation is over now because I'm not going to be walking in the bullpen talking to God as my, as my team walks in, you know? And uh, I go back and sit down in my office. And uh, it was an experience to tell you, like a big experience when we had this conversation, me and God. I can imagine that uh, you're a bit confused, uh, perplexed, maybe even frustrated at that time. What was going through your mind? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with with all of those terms. Um, and then there was there was a little bit of fear that was coming in, and the fear was not. It wasn't. I can't make money. I've always been able to make money, but the fear was like. How am I going to like catch everything in time? Like I've got a lot of money in the bank, but I've also got a lot of money going out. And it takes a while generally to build something, you know, to seven and eight figures. Like how do I, <laughs> that was the fear. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, so I sit in my office um, after this and the team's doing their thing and I walk out there, I get a fresh cup of coffee. I, I sit back in my office and I'm, it's not that I like forgot that I had the conversation, but it's like, I, I don't know what came over me, but it like work mode, like jumped in work mortgage work mode. And it's like, I had this conversation and I'm going to start making calls. It was like in the same breath. It was really weird. So I get on the phone and I started like selling the mortgages. Now, what I did, Gavin was, and this was like, I was so blessed. See, God led me to build the mortgage business the way that I did. I, I'm, I'm really good at one thing, which is building relationships and selling. Like that's what I'm best at. I'm not best at like paperwork and all this other stuff that comes to do with a mortgage. So what I set up was I only spoke to the decision maker of the family. I built a relationship of trust. Once they said yes, then my team would handle the mortgage. I would just handle the relationship. And literally that's all I did. And I closed a lot of mortgages. We were bringing in two to five new mortgages every single day. And at the same time, we'd be closing two to five mortgages every single day. So it was like a, a rolling you know, machine. And so I'm on the phone and I've got all these calls. Like I had a telemarketing like center in the bullpen there with the cubicles that would like set up appointments for me. So I would literally just be calling on leads all day long, but like really good leads the way that I developed it. So I'm calling these leads. Everyone's saying no. And they're like, your rates are too high. Your fees are too high. Like, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm like, no one says that to me. And, and I'm not like arrogant right now. I'm just confident. Like, I don't hear that. I might hear that like back then, like once a month, not two, three, four times in an hour and a half. You know, it's like, 
what is going on? So I keep pushing through. I can't connect any dots at this point because I'm like in work mode trying to sell mortgages. Second day goes by. I didn't close anything that first day. Didn't bring any new ones in. The second day goes by. I'm not being able to get any commitments. And then all of a sudden, the people that are that are supposed to close, like there's one thing after another, that like they're not closing. The docs are late at title or they lost their job or, or just crazy things that just don't happen. Like nothing's closing, nothing new's coming in. So that's day one and day two after this conversation, nothing. Day three, get up early, show up to the office. I can't close anything to save my life. Again, I can't bring anyone in. Nothing's working. My team is starting to get frustrated now too because they're built on, on commission structure. I, I pay them very well. So like they want things to close too. And I did that on purpose. So nothing's closing and nothing new's coming in. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? You know, I see my calendar and I have a chiropractor appointment. I'm like, beautiful. I get to get the hell out of here. So I literally, I jump in my truck. I go to the chiropractor's office. I'm in the waiting room to get my adjustment. I get an adjustment. At least back then I got it weekly. Um, it gave me energy. I'm not hurt or anything. I just want the energy. So I'm waiting. And then God in the, in the waiting room enters into my mind again, Gavin. And um, <laughs> this is what he says. He says, delete your database. You're done. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we can laugh now. I wasn't laughing then. I was like, <laughs> what? Delete my database. J just to give you some context around this, Gavin, like you're a businessman, so you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are, are hearing this going, yeah, I know what that means. But if you don't know what delete your database means, at least my database um, was 22 years old because I started when I was, you know, I had 22 years of experience in the mortgage business. And I had notes of the clients when they needed to change their mortgage when they were planning on moving. I had data that I paid for, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars of data that were in this database. I had all my closed clients. I had my new clients. I had my new leads, my old leads, my whatever leads, my friends, my like everything is in my database. And I had it linked to um, one of the Google Doc systems to where it, the CRM was like, locked in and my tech was very high. So I'm literally looking at my phone going, I can delete this thing from my phone. He's like, I know you can delete it. Like, what? So I deleted my database in the waiting room of the chiropractor. I hit delete. I you deleted it. Folder, delete. I deleted it from my, from my cell phone. Delete. Oh, that, that's ballsy, man. It is. It is. Um, here's the thing. I have this, this stack of evidence that God, like when he enters into my life and he tells me to do something, like I know it's for my good. It's not for my bad. Like, I just know this. You can't change my mind on this. There's no logical conversation we could have, Gavin, to where it's like, wait a minute, let's think about this for a second. It's like, no, I, I can't think about it. Like God told me and I'm going to listen. Like that's, that's my belief. A lot of people don't have that belief. And, and, and I understand that. Like that, that's okay. You can develop that belief if you want. So I'm like, I delete it. I go back. I get my adjustment. I'm getting wrecked. Like, he's like, you've got a lot of stress in your, in your body. I'm like, I know I do. He's like, what happened? I go, we don't have time to talk about this. So I, uh, I leave, I go back to the office. That's like what I know. And I start praying again. I go, okay, God, 
I haven't been able to close a mortgage in, in, in three days. And I know it's because you told me I was done. He's like, exactly. And now I deleted my database. Now I got no leads to call. He's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, so what do I do? He goes, go home, play with your kids and then get up early tomorrow and have a walk with me. And this is how the God walk came to about. So I'm like, okay, well, I go home. I play with my kids. For some reason, there was like this calm that came over me. Like right when I opened the door, like I was calm. Start playing with the kids. It was really weird. Like there's a lot going on in my head. I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, you know, <laughs> what is going to happen? And, and uh, I'm going to go to jail not being able to pay for all this stuff is literally like what I was thinking. So I play with the kids. Everything is great. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm, I'm driving to the office because that's just what I know. And instead of my truck getting to the office, it, it, it landed at the park. I'm like, I'm not a park guy, Gavin. Like I used to play baseball. I'm an athlete, but I'm not a park guy, especially during the week. Like, no, I'm an office guy. So I'm like, well, I'm at the park. Why am I at the park? Oh yeah. God told me to have a walk with him. Well, I guess this is where I have this walk. So I get out of the truck. I uh, start walking with God and I start asking him questions. What am I going to do? <laughs> he starts talking to me. As I asked him more questions, he would give me more answers. And I built like this, this connection. And it was literally for the first 30 days or so, the connection was, how do I unwind all this stuff? Like first question, strategic question was, how do I get out of this lease? You know, like, how do I get out of this lease? And he strategically told me how to get out of the lease. He said, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. I did all the steps he told me to. Everyone won. Everyone. Like the landlord was happy. The president of the mortgage company was happy. Everyone's happy and I'm happy. I'm like, okay, great. This is working. Next day. <laughs> yeah. Next day. I'm like, I can't wait to wake up early and walk with God, Gavin. You know? So next day I start asking, what do I do with my five employees? Now I had two out of the five employees worked with me for so long, they actually bought homes that they owned. And, and so it's not like, hey, I just got to have a job so I can pay rent. No, it's like, I have mortgages because of, of you. You know what I mean? And because of this team, like I have families, I have people counting on me. And I'm like, what am I going to do with them? And they're like, all you got to do is call Greg. Greg is the president of the mortgage company that gave me a spot on the ownership um, seat. So he's like, God is telling me, he's like, just call Greg and tell him that you are willing to give him your employees. And as long as he takes over their salaries, you can he can have them and have all the systems that you built. So I call up Greg. Greg's like, I'm so thankful. Well, he's like, first, I'm like, Greg, I'm done. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. He's like, how'd you come up with this decision? I said, don't worry about it. I'm done. At this point, I'm not like ready to have a conversation like I am with you, right? And I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to do something else. He's like, what are you going to do? I go, I don't know. He goes, wait a minute. You're shutting down your multi-million dollar mortgage company and you don't know what you're going to do. I said, yes, precisely. I said, and I need you to take on my five employees. <laughs> and uh, he took them on. And four out of the five moved over to the corporate office. They all got whole. They're all happy. They're all taken care of. And I'm like, this thing is working. Like God is, is telling me exactly what to do. And so I developed like this rhythm, this rhythm of being able to talk, first walk, but then talk with God as I'm walking and get the answers. It got so powerful that like, I learned that when I set it up a certain way, 
I could literally like ask God questions and he would give me so much downloads. Like the information would come at me so fast. It would be so intense that like I needed to write it down or something. And I didn't want to stop in my walk and break like this flow that I like built. So I, I, I grabbed my cell phone and I literally like have a note on my cell phone and I hit the little microphone and I start like, I would close my eyes as I'm walking and I would speak like all of the ideas and inspiration that he would like download into my mind. I would speak it into my, into my note. So then I would get like paragraphs of God's coaching and God's revelation. So then literally what I would do is, is I, I had a couple of weeks left on the lease, the way that I negotiated. So I would go back to the office. Nobody else would be there. All the employees were at the corporate office. So I had this big office by myself and I would literally just distinguish what actions to take from my walk that morning. And I started living an inspired life. One day, God tells me, he says, now are you ready for your financial purpose? Do you want to know what your financial purpose is? And I'm like, yes, been waiting for this. He's like, you're going to find my men. You're going to find who we call the men of God. You're going to build an army for me. It's going to be God's army. You're going to find these men so they can change the world for all of us. I'm like, what do you mean by this? And he goes, there's too much corruption. There's too much propaganda. The media isn't right. There's too many evil forces. There's a, there's a fight of, of, of bad versus good. There's evil versus good that's going on right now in the world. I want you to find these men. I want you to connect these men to me. So we can change the world. Each man that you bring to me in this in this army of God and this men, this this men of God and this 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 brotherhood that you're going to build for me, these men are going to be able to take on the instructions. They're going to be able to take on the the downloads and the revelations that I give them in their business, in their body, in their relationships. But even more importantly, they're going to get their purpose on what they're supposed to do to make this world a better place. That's what you're going to do. So I'm like sitting here and you can imagine, like, I'm like, okay, this is kind of a big deal. I mean, wouldn't you think the same thing if God was telling you, like, you're here to, to find these men? Um, so go on, please. Yeah. So I'm like shocked. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? And he goes, well, you already have the flow. You're going to build an app. So I built the Godwalk app. The Godwalk app is, is, is an app that actually shows you exactly how to channel God and, and God's revelation and his voice. And then also what was great about it was um, he mentioned and he, he laid out the whole program for me. He said, you're going to work with these men for 12 months. It's going to be a 12 month commitment when they come in, they're going to have to commit to walk with me every single day inside the, inside the God walk app. So they're going to get all the revelations, all the coaching directly from me, from their, for their, for their business, for their body, and for their relationships, I got to make these men strong and whole. They've got to have money. They got to have a healthy body and they got to have healthy relationships. That's step one in the program is making sure that I can coach them. And then second and most important is I'm going to give them what their marching orders are. I'm going to give them what their actual steps are to, to make this world better, to make this world to where we can win this battle. He goes, you can't, son, you can't change this world by yourself. You can't. There's The forces are too big. But if you build me an army that's directly connected to me, there'll be no propaganda. And it'd be my true voice entering into their hearts and entering into their families and their businesses to where they'll be whole and strong. And they'll be able to change the world. They'll be able to do their part 
to make sure the world's a better place. So literally like that is what I'm here to do is to find these men as I assemble this army to, to literally connect these men directly to God through this app. And we have 52 weeks of actual training that, that starts literally right when they come in. And it's, it's, it's weekly training that's specialized for these men to make them stronger with their business, their body and their relationships, and then also make them stronger spiritually, make them stronger tactically and make them, you know, a part of God's army so they can literally do good. And uh, it's been, it's been incredible. And then also we're going to, we're going to be meeting here in West Palm once, uh, once a quarter, which is exciting. When we meet once a quarter, um, the brotherhood really comes together when you're, when you're there with, with like-minded individuals, as you can imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an absolutely fascinating story. Um, we could even almost do an, a second episode on it, as I've done with some of my most fascinating story sharers today. Um, but what I want to do more than anything is give those listeners who are curious a chance to learn more by reaching out to you and, yeah. and getting in contact. So if they wanted to do that, how could they do that? Yeah, that's a great question. They can go to godspeedwithdaniel.com, godspeedwithdaniel.com. And on the page, it's, it's everywhere. You can just t- uh, hit the button, men of God. You can literally apply to be considered to be a part of men of God and God's army. Um, and you can have an opportunity to be interviewed. You'll actually get me on the phone. We'll do a quick interview together and see if, if you're fit, if you can make the commitments and if you're one of the men that we're looking for to, to literally have a part and a role in winning this battle. I mean, this is, this is so exciting. This is like, I wake up in the morning, like knowing that like the charge that I have behind me and the motivation I have behind me is. It's not to move a family into a home. Like, that's great. Everyone needs a home. But no, I'm here to like change the world, find the right men to to be connected to God. And like, let's do this together. I need to find these men. So that's what I'm really excited about. I love that because that's my mission as well. Change the world. Um, Just one last question for you, uh, Daniel. What, uh, What does stay outstanding mean to you? Stay outstanding to me means being the best that you can be, like really living your true purpose. I wasn't living my true purpose, even though I was making a bunch of money. And the second that I that I began to live my true purpose, I feel like I'm outstanding now, like I'm living up to the capabilities of, of why I'm here on Earth. So being outstanding is, is living your purpose. Beautiful. Um... I'd like uh, for everyone to give Daniel an applause. He's been a charismatic and inspirational guest. So thank you so much. And I I, I will invite you to do a second episode. It's a truly inspirational story. So thank you so much for coming along today and sharing the story with us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.